A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but I think no. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are God's by faith in His Son. Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 3 7. Victory in the name which is above every name. No exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme. Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name. Get out here right now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 24. I'm your host, the Evangelical Norm. Happy New Year. Uh, took a week off, so we are back at it. And um, so the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, this segment of this podcast, excuse me while I get a little comfortable here. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> So this segment of the podcast is basically dealing, right now it's dealing with the intro video. If you're listening online, there's actually a video that goes along with that really cool song by Result, used by permission. Thanks, Result. Uh, And so there's a video of all kinds of different false teachers. You can hear them speaking through it on different video clips. Um, But then there's just a bunch of pictures of false teachers that go through. So this segment of the Master's Dog podcast was born out of one lady in our church said, hey, you know what? I don't know who all these people are. Some of these people I I thought were kind of solid. Can you kind of break those down? And so that led to the inspiration for this segment of the, the podcast. And so I started with Stephen Furtick and then going just person by person through the intro video. So if you haven't seen that, 
um, go check it out on YouTube. If you don't know, if you're just a, a regular listener, take a few minutes, run over to YouTube, The Evangelical Norm, um, and take a look at the intro video uh, just to see who it is. And so, again, each week I just take a different person. Once I get to the end of that, once I get through Cody Coates there at the end, uh, Snake Wrangling, uh, Bring Your Own Snake Church Preacher, uh, then I will continue on with suggestions that other people have given me. And I've got a, I've got a list. I'm, I'm building a list that people have, have given me. And you can leave it in the comments on YouTube. You can shoot me a suggestion on uh, the Master's Dog at Twitter, Twitter at the Master's Dog, uh, Facebook, wherever. Just hit me up. Send me your suggestions. I will put all those people on the list as we'll go on with the False Teacher of the Week beyond the end of the intro video. So... That's a, a long time to give just a short <laughs> introduction to the podcast, but week number 24 and our false teacher of the week this week is Mr. Ed Young Jr. So this is another one of those that I've been really looking forward to. I've interacted with this dude on Twitter uh, a bit. Um, he is, uh, Charles Spurgeon uh, gave a quote years ago i mean well, he didn't give a quote he said something and it's become very quotable i'm just gonna fix this camera just a little bit um it be, it's become very quotable i was gonna throw the meme up in here i may just show you my phone and let you see it uh, a time will come when instead of shepherds feeding the sheep the church will have clowns entertaining the goats uh charles spurgeon so i don't know if you can see that yeah no not good all right I'm pretty sure Charles had this dude in mind. Uh, the Prince of Pe Preachers had this guy in mind when he made that statement. Or people just like him. I'm going to show a little video clip at the end. Uh, just to give a little bit of an idea. Just how ridiculous this guy is. So, you've probably heard. I mean, many people have said it. I've said it. I don't know who, if I can attribute the quote to anybody but what you win them with you have to keep them with so you know if you're if you're winning people to the church with uh sideshows and uh you know just wild entertainment and ridiculous stuff that's what you've got to keep them with they're not going to be satisfied with just a solid teaching of the word because you've you've sold them on light shows and uh, rock show or rock, uh, you know, rock and roll concerts and stuff like that. So this is what Ed Young does. Um, I'm not, and, and just full disclosure, I've not listened to a whole lot of his sermons. I've listened to two or three in their entirety simply because of doing shows like this, just to know what is going on with this guy. Um, I don't know that I've ever heard anything heretical uh, come from him. I mean, a lot of the stuff he does is borderline blasphemous. Uh, one of the things that he's really well known for, he and his wife, Lisa, um, were putting their bed on top of their church for, they were supposed to stay in the bed for 24 hours. They were live broadcasting this. Um, so, and it was all to, um, to advertise, uh, to promote the book that they had written about sex. So, Billboards all over the Dallas area with, uh, you know, talking about this book that they stayed up there. 
apparently they couldn't even stay up there for a full 24 hours because they said that the bed was white, the roof was white, the, uh, in the hot Texas sun where, I, I mean, if it's the hot Texas sun, I don't know why they're wearing sweatshirts, but, um, the hot Texas sun, supposedly they had to get down because of burnt, sunburnt eyeballs. <laughs> so, um, but here, I mean, this is the, the ridiculous stuff that they do. These are, this is a guy, apparently he brought in a live lion as a sermon illustration. He came in on a, riding on a camel at one point that apparently at some point in the, in his sermon, the camel just pooped on the, the stage, <clears throat> which is an appropriate analogy for stuff like this. I mean, most of us would call it bull, but camel works just as well right so these are the things but i mean this guy is just he's he's really a clown he is he's a joel osteen wannabe that's not quite as successful as joel but fairly close to it um his bio on their webpage fellowshipchurch.com ed young is a pastor author and conference speaker noted for his creative communication style uh showmanship clownsmanship call it what you want they call it creative communication style he has a passion for making the complex simple he as he speaks truth to people in ways they can understand and apply to their everyday lives in other words they're saying he dumbs it down because they don't think you're smart enough to understand good solid theology you can you can literally take that statement and translate it to Ed Young thinks you're stupid, so you can't understand theology, so they have to bring out camels and lions and bears, oh my, to make it to where you can understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's just crap. Ask the camel. Uh, through his leadership as founding and senior pastor of Fellowship Church, the church has been consistently ranked as one of the most attended churches in North America over the past decade. Okay, again, we don't, we don't, judge the success of a church by the numbers we don't never have never will are people growing in christ are people uh getting more mature in their faith or are you simply continuing to give them and i wouldn't even say you're giving them milk he's giving them heavy whipping cream something to that effect i mean it's just it's it's saccharine uh it's it's sugar, it, it's sugar and water and thick enough to make it look white to be confused as milk. If that's if that makes sense, I mean, that's the best I can do. But this is what this guy does. Since 1990, Fellowship has grown from 30 families to multiple campuses in Dallas, Fort Worth, Miami, Florida, Northport, Florida, Norman, Oklahoma, and an online campus as well. Okay, there's no such thing as an online campus. There's no such thing as an online church. You can watch sermons and you can learn online. You cannot get what the church is through through the internet. Because the church is fellowship. It is uh, sacraments. It is uh, the ordinances of the church, baptism, communion, church discipline. All those things are part of the church that have to be there if you want to have a church. If you're in a, if you're on an online church where you cannot receive church discipline, how can you know that if you've, you've repented or if you're growing in your faith? If you're just watching a video, that's not church. 
that is, I mean, it can be educational. It can be, I mean, I'm not knocking the internet and what happens. I love to watch guys like Jeff Durbin that I can't get down to apologia on, on a regular basis. I mean, you get there a couple times a year. Um, James White, uh, I'm trying to think of other pastors that I like to watch online. And those are, those are pretty much it. I mean, I, I don't know that Doug Wilson actually puts his sermons, church sermons online. Um, I mean, I like Doug. I'm, I'm not, I have issues with Doug, but not to the point that some people do like, you know, Christine Peck. I don't have those issues with Doug. Doug is a solid biblical teacher and a good man and a, a good pastor. There are just things he does that I don't, I don't bang with, but you know, so there are other guys. I know there are other guys that I watch online from time to time. I just can't think of them off the top of my head right now. I'm not knocking it. But if you ask me who my favorite pastor is, I'm going to tell you Brian Sauve, who is my local church pastor. He is the teaching pastor at Refuge Church in Ogden, Utah, where I attend and where I am a member of my family, our members, where I am submitted to the elders and things like, if necessary, church discipline and so on. That is what makes it a church is where you have elders and people who can feed into and and walk through life with you. So if you were to ever ask me, if you get ask a, give a list of your favorite pastors, Brian is going to be number one all the time because that is my local pastor. He is the pastor who is my primary source of good doctrinal theology, and I am fed in that place. Everything else is just, it's you know, it can be great meals from these other places once in a while but those are not my pastors so again there's no such thing as an online campus not not a real thing that was a really long tangent <laughs> other than that i have no strong feelings about it um with a passion to equip and train leaders in the church ed began c3 global creativepastors.com and the creative church conferences in order to provide resources to thousands of pastors and leaders around the world now this is this is some stuff that it gets pretty scary too this is where you can go online and you can find video clips of different pastors i'll have to do this one day for this maybe for the master's dog uh, on its own um but it's amazing to watch and and, and I will I will claim that I'm guilty of this in at one or two points. Um, you'll go you can go online and find video clips of pastors telling the exact same childhood stories because they get them from these boxed sermons that they buy from guys like Ed Young. And so they get this and, and it says just tell the story as if it's your your story as a child. Now, I, I have seen these, and I have taken some of these stories, and I've kind of modified them. And again, this is, this is past stuff that I've repented of. So this is not what, but I've taken some of these stories and, and twisted them into trying to make them my own rather than, you know, giving some other, but using them as a sermon illustration. But it's still a lie. And that's what he's promoting is here. I'm giving you a sermon that I've done that was successful for my church. Take it to your church. Don't have to do any kind of real preparation or anything like that. I'll even give you fake stories that you can tell from your childhood to convince people that this is what is a sermon illustration. If you have to have somebody providing your sermon illustrations for you, you need to get out of the pulpit. If you have to have somebody providing your sermons for you, you need to get out of the pulpit. 
Now, every pastor, again, is going to, when they prepare a sermon, they're going to take bits and pieces of things from other pastors and other places where they've learned and prepared and stuff like that. And that's going to find its way into their sermons. My, again, my pastor, Brian, in the past has had pastors that he's learned from. And those things are going to feed into the things that he preaches on. So we're not, I mean, there's, there's no copyright infringement kind of thing, but if you are taking an entire sermon that someone else wrote and presenting it as your own because you didn't do any kind of preparation for it, get out of the pulpit. And Ed Young should really get out of the pulpit too. Even if he is preparing all these things, what he does is, is the dude is a clown. He is the clown that, 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 that Charles Spurgeon is talking about. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a clip of that here. We're going to take a look at this. is This is from 2011. So, um, you know, we always talk about how the, the church is kind of the contemporary church, the, you know, the uh, seeker-friendly church, the way they like to use culture and stuff like that, but they're always about 10 years behind. Well, credit where credit is due, Ed Young was about, 10 years ahead of time or nine years ahead of time when he did this. This is from 2011, a, uh, a sermon series they called Shark Week, W-E-A-K. And uh, I'm just going to give you just the beginning few minutes of this uh, to see what kind of stuff Ed Young does. Is that not like a, a rock star entrance there? How many of your pastors come into drum rolls and guitar solos? I mean, this is, this is, yeah, carry on. I certainly hope she was four when they did this song for a talent show. All right. So if your pastor has you jumping up and down on one leg at the beginning of your service, you need to get out. I'm going to just say it like that. Um, 
I have no problem with sermon illustrations. I have no problem. Even, I mean, my pastor sang in Elvish <clears throat> one time for as a sermon illustration. Um, he regrets that. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, this is just, this is, this is a joke. This is a, this is a joke. This is, this is making light of God's word. I mean, is he, is he expositing the song? I, I, okay, again, I've listened to this entire sermon. It's been a while. Um, I don't remember what sections of scripture he comes from, but sermons from this guy are, are just a, a series of anecdotal stories with a little bit of scripture sprinkled on top of them, kind of proof texting kind of stuff. And then it's, I wouldn't even call it the gospel. It's a, it's a, um, I can't even, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's not the gospel that's tagged onto the end. You know, it's a little, I've made mistakes. Jesus come live in my heart. Decisional regeneration. There's no talk of repentance. There's no mention of sin. They don't say the word sin. It's mistakes. We've made mistakes. Okay. If you want to take the, the Greek for sin and talk, call it, say where it's missing the mark. Sin is sin. We understand sin to be violating God's law. It's not just making mistakes. You know, I mean, those are, that is, that is the, the sugarcoating wording that is, that these false teachers put on their sermons to where you don't feel so bad. You don't, but you don't feel the need to, for repentance either. There's, there's no fear of hell or condemnation. It's just here you made some mistakes, but Jesus loves you. Ask him into your heart, make a decision to follow him and you're good and you're saved and, and that's it. And that is not a, a message of salvation. That is not a message of repentance. That is not what the Bible says Jesus came to do. Didn't say he came to die for our mistakes. He died so that we could be forgiven of our sins. He took the wrath of God in our place so that we could be forgiven, so that we don't have to endure the wrath of the Father. Jesus endured that on the cross. This is all stuff that you're not going to get from guys like Ed Young. Is he a heretic? I don't know that I would call him a heretic, but he's definitely a false teacher. He's definitely not creating disciples and not creating converts. He's feeding goats. He is tickling ears. He is, you know, he, he's not preaching God's word. And that's the bottom line. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, our false teacher of the week, number 24, Ed Young. I hope you found this helpful. If you have any other questions, any other suggestions for false teachers that I should do in the upcoming weeks after the end of this video, I think we've got like, I think 18 more false teachers in this video itself. And then we'll be off and running with, with other suggestions uh, as we go. So uh, feel free to th leave those in the comments section on YouTube. You can hit again, hit me at the master's dog on uh, Twitter at the master's dog, or uh, you can follow me Norm Dunham on uh, Facebook. Um, follow me there. So anywhere where you want to throw those uh, suggestions out to me, I'm, I'm willing to take them and put them on the list. So uh, as always, Preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.